Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am super excited because it is my favorite time of the year. It is August. August is my birthday month. It's husband's birthday month. And I just love this month. Um, Often it is a time of reflection and to strategize and for new beginnings. Um, And I just very strongly believe that God is continuing to move and to show favor on his people despite what our situation may look like. You know, we always have to remember Hebrews 11 and 1 um, that tells us that faith shows the reality of what we hope for and it is the evidence of things that we cannot see. And so this month, I want to take some time to explore different aspects of living in purpose on purpose. That's living in purpose on purpose. Are you in intentional about the things that God has called you to do, right? A lot of times people are like, I want my purpose, I want my purpose. Okay, great. How are you being intentional about doing the last thing God called you to do? So what we're going to do is I want to discuss a few topics that's going to help you walk in the things that God has called you to do confidently, right? So everybody's not going to have a platform. Everybody's thing is going to look different. Right now, if you're a stay-at-home mom, how are you living in that purpose on purpose? How are you being intentional to um, to that role that God has called you to be? Because that's a very important role. How have you um, been serving on your job? Because right now, that is the purpose that God has called you to. Have you asked him why you um, why he still has you at that job that you complain about? And what he would have you to do here? Right? So, let's work on this month living in our purpose on purpose. And so, this is definitely a God-ordained assignment. And I'm really honored that he would just even find me fit to talk to y'all about this. Um, and so I'm really, really excited. So as I said, I love August, um, one, because my 30th birthday is approaching rather quickly and two, um, because it's always a reminder of new beginnings. The number eight is representative of new beginnings. And with August being the eighth month of the year, it is always reminds me that even in the last quarter of the year, um, God can do a new thing. So In this season of new beginnings, I really feel like it's important for us to address um, the foundation of running the race that God has called us to and called us to alone. So I think I said this before on here um, that there were this like there were like all these memes floating around on the Internet that were really getting on my last nerve, Uh, particularly the one about like if you're in quarantine and you don't come out without you know, a new business, a trade, a side hustle, then you never lack time, you lack discipline. Um, While I'm hopeful that that was like, the intention behind that was to convict those who are just not using their time wisely. Um, I also want people to remember that a pandemic is not a vacation, okay? And this is not some random downtime. Like, this is a collective 
traumatic experience on so many different levels. Everyone has a different situation. And I have told y'all plenty of times, like, I'm grateful for grace um, in this season because there are some days when sis be struggling and I'm sis, okay? <laughs> but God has really blessed me tremendously in this season. And I still found myself getting frustrated, feeling like I'm not making enough progress or doing enough. Um, but in the meantime, like, I had to sit back and say, okay, look, first off, I'm working full-time as a healthcare professional <clears throat> in the middle of a pandemic while working on my doctorate degree in a ministering training class, building a nonprofit, working on a second, trying to be a wife, a daughter, a sister, a cousin, a niece, an auntie, a friend. Okay, like, whew, chale, okay? So, thank God for his grace. Um, and I thank God for his grace, but thank God for his grace for just getting you through the things that you are able to do in this season. And so if you are feeling frustrated with the progress or lack thereof in your life, just take a minute to ask yourself, why are you feeling frustrated, right? Are you truly lacking discipline and stewardship skills over your time and financial resources? Or are you not giving God and yourself enough credit for you just continuing to run your race in this season. Like, who told you you had to start a business in the middle of a pandemic? Who said that? Where is that in the Bible? Hmm? Who told you that you were too old, too young, too late, too whatever? Like, who told you that? Was it God? Because that the answer to that question is probably no. <laughs> right? So God tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we were made for such a time as this, and he knows that He the plans that he has for us. Like, how many times have we found ourselves looking at someone else's life or business or relationship and start that comparison game, right? Too many of us and too many times we are focused on quote-unquote influencers and what they're doing in this season um, or even the people that are next to us. It may not even be somebody that's big time, but you're like, man, my friend always going on vacation, even in the middle of a pandemic. Girl, a lot of times we are so involved um, trying to learn about what the next person is doing that we find ourselves um, discontent and disqualified. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying the show. Look, take a minute to go ahead, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, and leave a review. We love to get feedback from our listeners, and doing this will help us get advertisers that are relevant to our audience. So if you have been blessed by God Goals and Girl Talk, if this is your favorite time of the week, is to spend it with me. First of all, God bless you, sis. I love you. But take some time to go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode, and make sure that you leave a review. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so we are back and we are discussing running our race and our own race in this season. So we're going to be talking about Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 today, which reads, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, 
the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated on, in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. There is so much to unpack in this passage. Like, as believers, we know that our journey with God is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And a lot of times when we think about a marathon, we're thinking about the 26-mile foot race. Um, but I want to discuss, like, another definition of the word marathon. Y'all know I stay in the dictionary, y'all. Um, a marathon is something um, such as an event, an activity, or a session characterized by great length or concentrated effort. And our walk with God is one of great lengths, and we should be focusing all of our energy and efforts to live in purpose, on purpose, for God's glory. And if you have ever participated um, in a track and field event, you know that there are two very common ways to get disqualified from a race. A false start and running in someone else's lane, right? So I feel like the same thing applies to us spiritually. So if God gives you an idea, you still have to wait on his timing because a false start will, will disqualify you, right? Running in someone else's lane, he called you to teach kids, but you out here because you saw somebody selling eyelashes on Instagram and you're like, oh, I'm about to start me an eyelash business and you running in someone else's lane and that's not where God called you to be. And so now you disqualified, right? Disqualification makes you ineligible for the prize or further competition because you violate the rules. Like, how many of us are disqualifying ourselves in the spirit? Right? Because we are making these false starts, because we're impatient and we don't want to trust God's timing, or we're trying to run in somebody else's lane. And I love that in the passage, we are given a direct set of instructions on how to run our race so we can obtain victory for God's glory. We must remove the weights. We have to fix our focus, and we have to run with endurance. So let's talk about removing the weights. So Hebrews 12 and 1, um, part A, like the first part of that verse, says, Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that easily trips us up. What was most striking to me about this is the part of verse 1 um, is that it says, Take off every weight, especially sin. Right? That means that there are some things in our lives that may not be sin, but they are still weighing us down. Procrastination is not a sin per se, but it will slow down the process and the progress in your race. Being busy is not a sin, but if you're busy in a lane that God has not called you to, sis, that's a weight, right? Surrounding yourself with people who are not like-minded um, and having you carry their burden of, you know, their burdens in life and your relationship, that is a weight, right? Do you see what I'm saying? So just because something is not a flat out sin does not mean that it is, does not have a negative impact in your life and on your race. And you need to evaluate um, to see where you have some weights that you need to drop. Okay, we must also ensure that we continue to grow and we no longer find ourselves struggling with the same sin that we did when we were first saved. 
right? So it says, especially the sin that trips us up. And this is not a call to perfection, but this is definitely a call for a progress check. Okay, ma'am, if you were still cussing and flying off the handle, um, like you were the first day you were saved, and, and it's year three, sis, you tripping. <laughs> okay, um, it should not be as much of a struggle. The Holy Spirit will always be there to help you through temptation, but you shouldn't still be out here like busting windows out of cars like Jasmine Sullivan. Okay, if you were busting windows day one, but at year two, you shouldn't be busting windows still. I, I Just because you're progressing, you're growing in this thing. God, you know, you're allowing his spirit to produce fruit in your life. And so that's not something that is as much of a struggle as it was for you before. So it's not about being sinless, but it's about you sinning less than you used to. Okay? So you have to remember too, like, there's no condemnation um, in Christ. But there is conviction, right? So not conviction like you're being charged um, with a crime, right? Because Christ, he died and paid the penalty for our sins. So he already took the rap. He a real one. However, there is another definition of conviction, um, which is the act of convincing or revealing an error and compelling someone to admit or tell and understand the truth. And the Holy Spirit will say to you now, like, you know, you should have done that. Now you need to go apologize, right? So that's a difference between um, you committing a sin and condemnation says you should be afraid, you should be ashamed. Um, God will never love you because you've done this, this, that, and the third. And that is from the pits of hell. Tell Satan to miss you with all that. We ain't got time. Um, but conviction will say you could have handled that a lot better and you need to go back and be a representative of me and apologize. And you go, oh, I don't want to do that. But you do it anyway because you're obedient, okay? Um, so even though in the moment, like, you know, our flesh may rise up, I always tell people about, like, you know, like, before Christ Charlotte, she's still in here, right? Like, but there's more of God in me than there is of that part of my life. But don't, like, on the wrong day. She could be up. Like, what's up? <laughs> okay. So every time our flesh gets the opportunity, they want to show up and show out. But um, when you follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit and you apologize, you're removing the weight of pride. Right. Um, we must really take the opportunity to examine the weights that we're wearing and how they negatively impact our walk. Right. So, um, like, for me, I haven't always had the best relationship um, with my mom, right? As I continued in my walk with God, the Holy Spirit really began convicting me about the weight of unforgiveness. And unforgiveness is a sin, right? The Bible says that God forgives us on the same level that we forgive other people. So let's just, everybody free yourself like Fantasia, okay? And <laughs> forgive that person um, because... <clears throat> it is a weight and it is holding you down. And I, I read this quote and it says like, unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, right? That's not, it is a weight that you don't need to carry. And then God forgives us in, 
in the same way that we forgive other people. And I be needing forgiveness. So I ain't got time. Um, and I had to understand that the weight of unforgiveness will like literally have you drowning. Like it's heavy. It's heavy to carry all of those offenses that people have committed against you. It's heavy. So through the help of the Holy Spirit and godly counsel and therapy, okay, um, I've been able to drop that weight. And I've also seen God honor me being willing to drop that weight and bear fruit in the relationship with me and my mom, right? So it's not perfect, but things are um, way better than they've ever been before we've gone on vacation together and that would have never ever happened in the previous time um in our life and because um she's in close proximity proximity to me um she's a part of my cloud of witnesses right and me running my race um and it's led to god giving me opportunities to serve her love um love on her and minister to her through my actions and through my behavior. Um, and you have to always remember that the race is about saving souls, right? But if I continued to be too busy carrying the weight of unforgiveness, I would have disqualified myself and never had the freedom that Christ died for me to have. People laugh all the time because something will happen. I'm like, ooh, child, like, this is not the life that Jesus died for me to have. Like, this, like, this, like child, like, look. The way y'all up here acting, right? But I mean that. Like, I don't want um, to feel like Jesus's death is in vain in my own life. Like, I'm going after everything that he sacrificed his life for, every soul that he sacrificed his life for that I'm responsible for, I'm coming for it, okay? Like, I want the freedom that Christ died for me to have. I want the life that Christ died for me to have. I want everything that he sacrificed himself for. I want to have it on earth as it is in heaven, okay? And I'm not saying that that's easy, but I'm saying that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So we talked about removing the weights. Now let's talk about fixing our focus. Okay. Hebrews 12 and 2 says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Sus, what are you focused on? Like, what are you focused on? And let's be honest, right? 
are you focused on collecting the bag, getting followers, quitting your job so you can work for yourself full time? Are you focusing on all these influencers on social media that are giving the appearance that they are doing well? And so now you're frustrated, right? You feel like it doesn't matter what you do, it's never enough, and you're becoming discontent. You want to know how I know that? Been there, done that, right? The reason you are feeling like that is because your focus is off. You have to fix your focus. Do you remember when um, Peter stepped out of the boat and walked on the water to Jesus in Matthew 14? Right? It was all good till Buddy took his eyes off of Jesus and he started to sink. Like, he was doing it. It's still, there was still all hell breaking loose around him. There's wind, storm. It, it, it was the middle of a storm, but he had his eyes fixed on Jesus. Okay, I'm over here talking to myself and my spirit right now. Like, he was, he kept his eyes focused on Jesus in the midst of the storm and he was making progress. But when he took his eyes off of Jesus and paid attention to the wind and the waves, his faith got shook and he sunk. And Jesus saved him because he is so good to us. But he admonished Peter and um, for his lack of faith, right? He said, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? In Matthew 14, 31. When we take our focus off of the Father, um, we allow what we see or don't see to take place of our faith. And you have to go back and listen to my episode about um, fear not being the opposite of faith. It's your sight. Like, oh, faith over fear. Peter was scared, but he still got off the boat because he saw Jesus. It's about what you see. Once he started paying attention to the wind and the rain and no longer was focusing on Jesus, then his faith got shook. It ain't got nothing to do with you being scared. <laughs> right? So we cannot allow what we see to to shake us right when we take our focus off of the father it it starts to take place of our faith right you have to be very mindful about what you're allowing to penetrate your heart through the gates of your eyes and your ears what are you listening to what are you watching some of y'all need to pause right now and go unfollow some people on instagram unfollow some people on facebook Get out of some of those groups. Well, I made my six millionth dollar. Yeah, but they also sold they sold to the devil. Who? No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Right? We talked about that counterfeit stuff. I'd rather be a thousandaire my whole life and, and have my soul intact. That that that's just what matters. So, are you reminding yourself? Uh, the promises of God? Do you know the promises of God? Do you know what God says about you? What are you feeding your spirit? The same way that you feed your, um, your physical body, if all you feed it is crap, then you're going to get sick. In the spirit too. If all you're feeding yourself is crap, then you're going to get sick. You know every lyric about being a savage, but you don't know what God says about you in the Bible. Come on now. 
you have to remind yourself of God's promises because the enemy will try to weigh you down with the game of comparison. But it ain't always the enemy. A lot of times it's self-imposed. You picking up these weights because you don't want to unfollow people on Instagram and on Facebook. Right? Following influencers is not a sin. But if you start coveting their life, if you start wanting what they want, if you find yourself being discontent with all the things that God has blessed you with because you aren't where they are, now you've crossed the line into sin because you shouldn't covet what other people have. And you're wearing a weight that is slowing you down. Right? I know about this happening because it happened to me, child. Okay? I ain't talking about nothing I ain't lived through. Um, I was a part of this nursing organization, and I'm going to give y'all the short version. And one day I may have to tell y'all the whole story, but we're going to go with the short version right now. Um, and a lot of times the message was always basically like from the person who started the organization. Like, get like me, okay? If you're not um, here yet, you're not working hard enough. I mean, she was doing lies. Oh, this is our rental property. I'm getting my rental property set up. Um, you know, nurses should have all these streams of income and, you know, do this and do that. And, you know, it, I mean, it was going on and on. It was a whole thing. Um, and I was really excited because in the beginning, this was a group of black women who were in the nursing field who wanted to be a change in the community. And I'm always about stuff like that. And so when I first moved to Tampa, I was one of the founding members of the Tampa chapter and I was really, really excited. But the more I was in it, the more I found myself being discontent. So, and it's a national organization. So I had people friending me from all over. I mean, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people in this group. And there's a new Facebook request. And so at one point, it seemed like it was bigger than everything else. Like, I'm like, oh, like, you know, stuff started kind of going awry where I felt like, okay, we were paying money for this and paying money for that and, you know, this thing and that thing. And I'm like, okay, but we ain't really helped nobody. <laughs> like, this don't make sense. So, um, you know, things just started, God just started kind of revealing things to me. And I was starting to get discontent because I'm like, God, I'm working really hard. Like, how come, you know, I haven't been shown this level of favor? I mean, people are starting books. Everybody got a business. Everybody got, like, I'm just like, what is happening? Meanwhile, I'm just trying to make it through my pediatric nurse practitioner program. And I don't understand what's happening here. Right? And so I finally got to a point where I felt in my spirit um, and God and my husband both confirmed that I needed to remove myself, right? So I resigned from the board. I unfollowed all the groups. And to this day, I still be finding myself unfriended people. That's how many people. Like, I'm like, who are you even? Delete. <laughs> um, that's how deep, like, this group was rolling, right? At the end of last year, so I probably left in 2017. So at the end of last year... Um, a friend of mine shared a news article with me and the founder of the organization, the same one who get like me, get your coins, do this, do that. She was looking like she was winning and she was scamming. <laughs> she was on some counterfeit stuff. Um, she had got arrested for insurance fraud. Um, 
And that house that she constantly did her lives in, talking about she rented it out, baby, they seized that. Okay, her fancy sports car, honey, they seized that too. Her whole nursing career seized, <laughs> right? Um, and she was in the armed forces. See, like, come on, bro. Like, you you didn't literally ruin your whole life. And I want to say it was something like six or seven hundred thousand dollars that she had to pay back. Something insane, right? But to think that I, me, was wasting my time racking my brain questioning my God <laughs> as to why my current situation didn't look like hers. Honey, look, orange is not the, orange is not the new black for me. Okay. It never will be. And I thank God um, that he had to remind me to reshift my focus. I had to repent. I did because I was covenant. I was, and I, so I had to repent and it took all of that for me to get into a place where being comfortable with running my own race. And then once I got comfortable, God was like, now let me show you what was really happening over here. Right? But meanwhile, I'm like, how can you do it? You do it for me. Bob said, do you, you do it for me? You do it for me. You can do all things you can. And no, 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 no. <laughs> because she was serving a different God than me. Money was her God, and she was willing to risk everything for it. And the way that the enemy does it is that you look like you're winning. Remember we talked about this in Counterfeit Code? You look like you're winning, and when the opportunity is good for him, honey, he's going to he's going to pull back everything. He's going to uncover all of it. See? Exposed. And... I like I was really like Charlie, you was out here thinking that you wasn't doing right. And God said, No, 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 no. You you mean I'm I'm the foundation of everything that you do. This ain't gonna be no overnight success thing. And so I just really challenge y'all to evaluate like where is your focus? Where is your focus? If you find an area where you need to adjust your focus, do so and do it quickly right? Don't be so busy looking to the right or to the left that you cross over trying to run somebody's race and you disqualify yourself because you're not in your lane. Fix your focus straight ahead on Jesus, okay? Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sis, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, you learn about the different names and character of God, and you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information 
all the way down to his accolades and awards, just like you would build your own resume. It is so cool, it's so fun. And God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life. Y'all, he been out here saving us, okay? Get the journal, get in a position and a posture of gratitude. I pray that it blesses you. You need to get it. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, guys, so we are back. So we've talked about removing weights. We talked about how we need to fix our focus. And now we're going to talk about running with endurance. Hebrews 12, 1b says, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Running a marathon requires endurance, right? And endurance is more than just having enough energy to complete something, but it means to have the ability to sustain a prolonged stressful effort or activity, right? Jesus faced adversity. Jesus is our example. Guess what that means for us? That means that we're going to face adversity, right? In the peak of his ministry, we see Jesus healing on earth, right? His ministry on earth because it continues. But I'm talking about when he was physically here walking with the disciples. Um, We see him healing, preaching, teaching, forgiving. Like his ministry was popping. Do you hear me? Um, I think that we do not take enough time to appreciate that even when his ministry was popping, we see Jesus on several occasions in the Bible dip off to himself to go pray. Right? So Matthew 14, 23, Mark um, 135, Matthew 26, 36, Luke 6, 12. There were more, but I just wanted to give you about four or five of them. Like in all of these scriptures, it talks about how Jesus goes away by himself somewhere quiet alone to go and pray that even at the peak at the top of everything that he was doing here um he was still going to pray (laughs) to find his endurance jesus who was all god and all man still going to go pray to god the father right all of these scriptures discuss how um this is how jesus found his endurance right? If he did not consistently take the time to go pray, power would have been removed from him. When you, when you hear about the story with the woman of the issue of blood, when she touched, she just touched Jesus's clothes. She touched the hem of his garment. And he said, who touched me? I felt virtue or power leave from me. Right? And so In that, we have to understand that when we are pouring out and we're serving and we're loving and we're walking in purpose, even though it's not necessarily bad, those aren't bad things, you still have to be able to run this race for a long time. You still have to have the endurance to complete the purpose here on earth, just like Jesus completed his purpose. And he consistently took time the time that was necessary to seek the Father through prayer, right? You can do all of the things, but if you are running a 26-mile marathon and you're doing so 
at your top speed out the gate, baby, you ain't going to finish the race. You're going to be tired. Many of us wouldn't make it past the first mile. You, you wouldn't. So Jesus is performing at this high level. You have to be intentional about seeking the Father and staying in constant communication with him. Right? Endurance is found in doing three things. One, staying in that constant communication with the Father. Two, resting when necessary. Okay? There was a whole storm happening and Jesus was in the bottom of that boat, knocked out. <laughs> Because he had that much peace. Knocked out. Resting. And then you have to be strategic about where you utilize your resources. So to find endurance, you have to stay in constant communication with the Father. You have to rest when necessary. And you have to be strategic about where you utilize your resources. Right? That third one is really important to me. Um, I was convicted because I was always complaining about not having enough time. And then God was like, you're just not being a good steward over the time that I've given you. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, I was finding time to scroll on social media for hours. Um, even if it wasn't all at once, right? Of course, I'm not sitting down for hours scrolling, but that extra time that I have, um, whether it be in between patients or, you know, in the morning, um, like, are you willing to wake up early? Okay, y'all, I've been getting up at five, four, like, anywhere between four and five, child, because some days I just don't have it for four o'clock and I wake up at five. But I take that time and I utilize it to... Um, record my podcast to um, to get assignments done to do you know things that I would I may not have time to do because I need to get in bed early and getting in bed earlier means that if my phone rings after a certain time baby I ain't gonna answer it because I don't have time I'm tired I need to rest so you have to be a good steward over the things that God has already given you right God wants us to rest, but there is a time for everything under the sun. So on the weekends, I'll be resting. <laughs> but during the week, my weeks look crazy. Um, I've just become, I've also become just as strategic about protecting my day of rest or my Sabbath day. Right? In this, um, in this, era that we live in, this grind, grind, hustle, hustle, grind, 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 that you can grind yourself to dust out here. You better rest. So, you know, going hard seven days a week is not sustainable. That's like that taking off in a full sprint. It's not sustainable. You will run out of gas. You're going to run out of motivation. You're going to be tired. You're going to be mean. You want to know how I know? Been there, done that. Okay, when I was in grad school, I was traveling two hours one way to do my residency hours. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I was working 12-hour night shifts in the NICU. That's a neonatal intensive care unit. Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, and Sunday, I still had homework and all the things to do. And I did that for like almost six-ish months. Something like that. Something ridiculous. Burnt. <laughs> Exhausted. 
So I'm trying to be more intentional, especially as I get older, that every move that I make, I'm in constant communication with the father, right? There are times when he tells me, no, like, no, you ain't doing that, (laughs) right? Like even this week, I got asked to pick up um, to do COVID triage um, in the evening. And God was like, no, you got stuff to do. (laughs) No, it sounds great. But no. And I know that he's right. Right? Like, I'm going to step out of the way, do what God has called me to, and allow him to make provision for the extra. There are seasons, you know, where I feel like I'm I'm juggling multiple things. Um, but it's because I'm graced for the race and the lane that God has called me to. So he will show you favor to complete the tasks that are set before you the same way that he does it for me. Are you asking God for more resources, whether that be time, money, or people to assist you? And he's like, no, because you're not even being a good steward. You're not even being a good manager over the money, the time, and the people that I've given you. Why do you need more? You're not utilizing everything that I've given you already. Okay? So evaluate that. I had to really start holding my account, myself accountable with my time. And what I have found is that with me doing that, there are weekends where I literally have nothing that I have to do. Right? So there will be times where I'm like, oh, I got to do this and I have to do that. And now that I'm being a, a much more efficient steward over it, I be having whole weekends, whole weekends to myself where there's nothing that I have to do. Now, I may choose to do a couple things on a Saturday morning to get ahead, but I don't have to. I don't have to do nothing. And that is beautiful. (laughs) God allows me to have peace and rest all while working hard throughout the week um, to get all of my tasks done. And that really is endurance. So if you're looking for more money, have you created a budget? Are there areas where you could cut back on spending to plant a seed for your own in your purpose journey, right? Are you spending your money on Starbucks every day? I love the book of stars, but I don't be drinking that junk every day. It's like $6 a cup and that's for a tall, which is a small child. Okay, so if you're spending $6 a day, on a cup of coffee. There's five days in the week. I'm giving y'all the five because there's seven days in the week. But I must say that you only go five days a week before work. That's $30 a week. That's $120 a month. That's over $1,500 a year. That's where your money at. Okay? Look at them Target runs. I love Target, child. But my husband like, don't you go by yourself. <laughs> right? If you're looking for more time, can you wake up two hours early before the kids get up and work on that book and work on that website and work on that business plan? Can you put limits on your social media apps so you can ensure that you stay on course? Are you using a planner so you can stay organized? 
We have to be strategic because the enemy is strategic. Okay? Assess the areas of your life that could use a strategy to provide you with the endurance to run this thing out for the long for the long haul. That's what running your race is about. We want to live in purpose on purpose. So I really pray that this blessed y'all. Um, we cannot ask God to show us our purpose if we're too busy looking at others trying to run their race. Um, like, girl, again, just because it looked good online. Y'all heard my story? Okay? Sister's in jail, honey. <laughs> she is in jail. Took her house, the car. Like, come on now. You You don't need to do everything that you see online. You need to unfollow a lot of them people. Um, you know, like you started a jewelry business, you just started a hair business, you selling some eyelashes because it's a trend that you're trying to catch. But I will let you know right now, most things that God will have you to do that are of him, it's not going to be a trend. Like, like it's not a trend that you're following after because he creates the trend. We are pioneers. So it's going to be uncharted territory, something that has never been done before. We should not um, be out here trying to clout chase. We're pioneers and trendsetters. We are not clout chasers. So run your racist, okay? Like, and do whatever you do, whatever God has called you to do for his glory, all right? I love y'all. I pray y'all have a good week. Remember to love God, love people, and to love yourself. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.